0: America's southern border continues to see unprecedented numbers of illegal migrant crossings. So what do Americans think about this issue heading into the 2024 election? I'm Veronica Dudo. Let's find out. This is In America Today from the Ticker News Studios in New York City. Hello and welcome. Coming up, American and Middle Eastern mediators prepared a diplomatic push to bridge differences between Israel and Hamas for a ceasefire plan in Gaza. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has responded to the offer. But first... The United States' southern border has been overwhelmed by historic numbers of illegal migrants coming into the country. In 2023, U.S. Customs and Border Protection says it recorded more than 2.4 million encounters at the southwest border and more than 3.2 million encounters nationwide. This includes 169 individuals on the terrorist watch list who were apprehended attempting to enter the country illegally, and at least 1.7 million known godaways who have evaded apprehension since 2021. For more, we're joined by Dustin Olson, a political strategist and pollster with American Pulse Research Polling. Hi, Dustin. Thanks so much for your time today.
1: It's great to be here, Veronica.
0: So first, a few months ago, FBI Director Christopher Wray testified publicly on Capitol Hill, and he told lawmakers that the number of illegal immigrants evading Border Patrol agents and escaping into the country is a source of great concern for the agency. What are Americans saying about the southern border being exploited by enemies?
1: Yeah. So in, in our polling, this is by far the number one issue for Americans. We actually have tested on a couple of things related to this on all the issues that are in this new border security, Ukraine, Israel, Taiwan piece of legislation. Uh, voters actually rank border security as the number one that they care about. Additionally, as far as what you, you're talking about uh, people on the terrorist watch list. This is something that we, we addressed in our survey. We actually asked people, and I'll read it to you directly, um, do they believe if uh, drug cartels, terrorists, exploiting the, the vulnerabilities at the southern border for things like fentanyl, uh, dr- drug trafficking, uh, human trafficking, and the like, Sixty-four percent said that absolutely, and about 48% said uh, very strongly so that they were concerned about that. I actually do believe that this has become one of the biggest vulnerabilities in the country.
0: How are voters reacting to President Joe Biden's broken border?
1: Well, so this is it's, this is interesting. We've been tracking the the president's overall job approval, and um, most of last year, it actually tracked with his um, economic disapproval. So, you know, how much people disapproved of him on the economy is how much they disapprove of him overall. Now, you're seeing it in not just our polls, but other people's polls. That's jumping. Up. And the worst approval rating that we have on him for uh, for an issue is on the border. It's about uh, 62% that uh, in our in our point. Some people have it over 70%. But his overall job approval is now actually starting to track with the border. And I think what it is is that the last question you asked me about, about people being concerned about uh, our taking advantage of our open border, that people are starting to see yeah, this, all these policies over the last three years, we had a secure border, one of the first times in, in decades. And then all of a sudden, in a matter of months with new policies, we have an open border and they see that it could actually have a negative impact on their family. They see migrants overrunning cities that, you know, all this, um, you know, humanity that people are, are in, in dire um, situations. You can't blame them to come to this country because of you know it, it's America. But um, you are seeing cities really not able to deal with it, and so people are starting to see that this is having a direct impact on them. And I think that's why Joe Biden's overall job approval is now starting to track with his uh, disapproval of the the border.
0: Have you been tracking at all the possibility that some of these issues seem to be hitting more at home, especially with some of the border states who have been busing the migrants to other states that normally uh, and, and historically have not really dealt with this issue?
1: Well so these numbers are national and having done campaigns all across the country it's actually the the case that sometimes and even like the northeast and in new england people are very concerned about this topic and have been actually for for a couple decades um Actually, in a campaign I did in, the, in around 2007 in Massachusetts, of all places, uh, the border was actually the number one issue there. So it's been an issue for a long time. People are fed up. They, they have lost a lot of trust in the government's ability to do it, uh, do anything with it. And one of the things that I think that uh, uh, is really important to people is that we actually just deal with the border and not all of these issues in one big, huge omnibus spin. We know it has a lot of different pork in it that's not really intended for the purpose of border security. It's about a lot of other things.
0: So uh, sticking with that issue and talking about the omnibus type of bills that are often put forward, what are your findings on whether Congress should vote separately regarding the border as well as Israel and Ukraine aid?
1: Yeah, I was actually very surprised. We decided to ask when this whole process where we heard that there's this at that time it was a hundred billion. I think it's 118 billion in the final bill. But we decided to ask people what do they think about. Putting all of these together. It was possible that people thought it was a good idea just to get it done and have all the, all these issues taken care of. And uh, that's not what they told us. Um, a, a solid majority of Americans, about 67 uh, percent, um, two-thirds, believe strongly that we should consider these bills separately, that we should vote on border security separately than Ukraine versus Israel. And it's interesting, as we see that this is uh, was actually probably uh, dead at this point, that ultimately it would have been a better strategy for the Congress and others to have considered these separately. The House has passed an Israel um, support package, and that could just fly through. I think we have enough support in the country to get that done. And uh, ultimately, by putting this together, it's caused problems. And you see that uh, a lot of leaders believe that this is now Dead on arrivals, the Speaker of the House has said, but also uh, Republicans in the Senate are now openly opposing it. So uh, I think the American people really are, in a way, being heard on this. They're not being heard as far as getting solutions. However, their disapproval of the handling of this specific package of of issues um, is actually, they're going to have their way. They're going to, ultimately, this is going to be dealt some other way, um, unfortunately, in the future.
0: So with about a minute left, there are always global safety concerns, but it seems like tensions are at a very high point internationally. Do Americans feel the world is safer since Biden assumed office?
1: Yeah, with all these issues. So in this this survey, and people can go to pollingclub.com. They can actually download the entire survey. They, they can also watch a video briefing describing many of the things. We, uh, we decided to go into all the different Uh, crises that we're seeing happening around the world. Americans told us that they believe Afghanistan led to Ukraine, which led to um, Israel, that they believe that the world is less safe. And Actually, 55% of Americans believe that the world is less safe today than when Biden took office, and only 25% say that it's it's safer since he took office. So I think people are very clear. I think they see uh, chaos uh, across the globe, and they see chaos at their border, and they're not happy about it.
0: Dustin Olson, thanks so much for your time today. Thank you. American and Middle Eastern mediators prepared a diplomatic push to bridge differences between Israel and Hamas on a ceasefire plan for Gaza. However, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said total victory in Gaza was within reach and rejected the latest offer.
2: U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken is set to be in Israel on Wednesday to discuss the next steps in a ceasefire plan for Gaza after Hamas gave what it called a positive response to the proposal the evening before.
1: There's still a lot of work to be done, but we continue to believe that an agreement is possible and indeed essential.
2: Blinken was speaking in Qatar during a lightning tour of the Middle East. U.S., Qatari and Egyptian mediators are preparing a diplomatic push to bridge differences between Israel and Hamas on the proposed truce that includes the release of the remaining hostages held in Gaza.
1: That offers the, the prospect of extended calm, hostages out, more assistance in. Uh, that would clearly be beneficial to everyone, uh, and I think that offers the best path forward. But uh, there's a lot of work to be done to, uh, to achieve it.
2: Hamas replied on Tuesday to the framework drawn up more than a week ago by U.S. and Israeli spy chiefs at a meeting with the Egyptians and Qataris. In a statement later, Hamas said it responded in a positive spirit to ensure, quote, a comprehensive and complete ceasefire, ending the aggression against our people, ensuring relief, shelter and reconstruction, lifting the siege on the Gaza Strip and achieving a prisoner swap. The mediators did not disclose details of the response. But Qatar said it gave them hope, while Egyptian security sources told Reuters that Hamas showed flexibility.
0: There's been a response.
2: In Washington, US President Joe Biden said cautiously that the reply showed some movement toward a deal. Sources close to the talks have said the truce would last at least 40 days. During this time, Gaza's militants would free the remaining civilian hostages taken during the deadly cross-border attack into Israel on October the 7th. In the next phases, they would hand over soldiers and dead bodies of hostages in return for releases of Palestinians imprisoned in Israel. The truce would also increase the flow of food and other aid to Gaza's desperate civilians. The Israeli Prime Minister's office said late on Tuesday the details of Hamas's response were being, quote, Thoroughly evaluated by the officials involved in the negotiations.
0: Super Bowl week has opened with a spectacle at the Las Vegas Stadium, but as anticipation builds for the United States' biggest sporting party, the name on everyone's lips isn't even a football player.
3: Super Bowl week opened on Monday night with a spectacle at the Las Vegas Allegiant Stadium. But as anticipation builds for the United States' biggest sporting party, the name on everyone's lips isn't even a football player. It's one of their girlfriends, pop superstar Taylor Swift, whose clout could make this the most-watched Super Bowl show ever. Performers flooded the infield while more than 23,000 fans filled the stands, waving flags and placards. The defending Kansas City Chiefs take on the San Francisco 49ers, for the cherished Vince Lombardi trophy on Sunday. As booze rained down from the stands from 49ers fans, chief tight end Travis Kelsey took questions from reporters. Many of the questions were focused on Kelsey's partner, Swift, who made history at the Grammys when she won her fourth album of the year award.
1: She's unbelievable. She's she's rewriting the history books herself. Uh, I told her I'll have to hold up my end of the
3: bargain and come home some hardware too. During his annual State of Football address earlier on Monday, National Football League Commissioner Roger Goodall called the Taylor Swift effect a positive for the league. Stay with us, more ticker coming up.